podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Michael Dean Show here on podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean, and I hope you are doing well. Joining me today is Mr. Aunt Pooh. Sir, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, my dad might, might be quite upset with me, but I figured that's his own fault. Uh, I learned... Uh, hmm? Remember I was bragging about being father of the year for those four A's and two B's? Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. You, you got. I might want to call DPS on your boy. Um, Uh-oh. I, I learned yesterday... That uh, gun training is not for a seven-year-old. Please explain. What? <laughs> so I, I take I take my boy to go see uh, my father. I've been trying to get a hold of him, and of course he's happy to have a grandson. Like he he, he had all girls. You know he raised my my my, my sister. He had granddaughters. So a little boy. He's like all excited, and I'm trying to talk business with him. He's playing with him, playing with the balloon, all that. I'm like, hey, you know, I was wondering if you could take me and the uh, the wife and the daughter to the shooting range, and he's like, oh, I got something better than that. So he pulls out a BB gun and decides to give Caden uh, uh, some gun training tips. And I'm like, well, you know, my father's a safety training instructor. He know what he doing, right? You would think so, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he must know that this must be all right for a seven-year-old. He gave that gun to him. He pointed it to the sky. He pointed at his head. He pointed it at me. Pointed at my father. I'm like, okay, maybe you should stop. No, no, no. He gonna learn. He gonna get down his system. <laughs> so after you know shooting and pointing, you know, with nothing in it, he decided to give him a live round. Wow. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Pop my dad in the ass. <laughs> there you go. So that was a, that was shot a, you in the ass. Yes, Daddy learned something that day, didn't? He? And I'm just part of me was like, oh man, that's messed up. But you know, the back the back of my head that's like mad at my dad for years of abuse. Just kidding. Hilarious. I'm like, way to go, Caden. <laughs> wow. Damn. You should have told your daddy. I told. There you go. I told you. <laughs> Give that live gun to no kid, boy. You crazy? <laughs> Cop, so he caught one in the ass. Is your dad all right? Or? No, it was it was a BB gun. It, it, you know, it stung like a mother. Damn. You know, he's like, boy, I can't believe. This. I'm like, well, I know. Katie, he only laughed like he he he. And I'm just, I'm looking like, no, no, that's not funny. And I'm, underneath, I'm like, got your ass. <laughs> that's right. I'd have been like, ha ha, told you. <laughs> That's what you get. You storm school of training. Wow. You know, it's like I, I told him, like I don't know if you want to give him a live round. I, I, I don't know about that. Let him just aim and point and shoot. Don't go give him a live round. Wow. He's like, nah, nah. He let, let him. You know, he did all the training stuff. He he be all right. Let him let him shoot one off. I'm like, all right, he okay. did all right. Mm. Well, at least it was, right in, in it was in the butt meat, and not in the eye or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been tragic. Well, there you go, man. Well, I, did he take the gun from him after that, or? <laughs> yeah, he snatched it right, right. out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I told you to wait for me. Target him. He's like, God damn it. Yeah, let him. <laughs> Give me that goddamn gun. Son of a bitch. Hilarious. Well, there you go. Anthony's dad shot in the ass uh, with BB gun. Man, <laughs> South Central in the building, boy. Somewhere Q yeah, store laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> That was for you, Q. He gave you one. He gave you one. All right. 
also joining us. You heard his voice there. And also, we all have to join in and saying happy birthday to Mr. Big yep. Sexy and Sax. Sir, how are you doing this week, sir? Man, thank you for the birthday greetings, but the birthday celebration is starting to catch up to me. <laughs> shit, Thursday night, last night, tonight. Ah, shit, I can't keep the shit up anymore, but it's all right. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's clean it up now, because I know some of my play, Playboy listeners out there uh, and Gigolo listeners, you know, when, when you get up in age and you, you said last night was a, was, a, was, a, was a rough one and you can't keep it up anymore. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, oh, let, okay, let me yeah. Rephrase. <laughs> let me rephrase. <laughs> Keeping things up is never a problem, ladies. <laughs> I just mean the pace of all of the tomfoolery. That's all. <laughs> okay, I was about to say. They, they, they cleaned up that much. <laughs> they cleaned up enough shit. <laughs> they got pills for that. I mean, <clears throat> but, pace? Okay. <laughs> oh, here you go. <laughs> okay, the frequency? That no, didn't help you again. Nope. No, that didn't help no, you again. Don't, don't, don't downplay your stroke now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but man, uh, so uh, if you don't mind, how, how old are you? What's the, the, the year of wisdom this year? Uh, wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> this is number 53. 53. All right. There you go. Uh, man. Oh, man. I remember once, guy, like eight or nine years ago, I was on a chat with Wendy and Lisa. There you go. And, you know, Wendy said something about, you know, birthdays. And everybody starts chiming in, oh, 23, 22, 26. I wrote like 45, damn. <laughs> and Wendy wrote, I, I feel you, sexy. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, ain't nothing mad. I ain't mad at it. I can't wait to get up in the upper echelons, man. I'm a- yeah, I can. I'm sorry. I can wait. <laughs> I can respect All that. due respect, I can wait. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you have uh, an enjoyable, excuse me, birthday. And, uh, you know. Keep celebrating, man. Every day it should be a birthday and celebration of life. Take it over, man. Take it over. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. All right. Also joining us is Mr. Sean Orthon Hill. You know, I'm just joking. I don't know. <laughs> Sean Hill. Sir, how are you? I'm doing all right. Just still uh, still trying to grind it out and find this damn elusive job. But, you know, I, I have faith and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. So just uh, just keep on keeping on and, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. And hopefully something will pan out for a for brother. All right, man. I, I, I so appreciate your honesty, man. A lot of cats wouldn't be wouldn't come out there and be as frank. I know if I was me, I. I'm doing good, Mike. I'm in the best years of my life. You know, I got many projects and I'm just balling out of control, balling out of control. But, but my man said, hey, I'm looking for a J-O-B. And yeah. I ain't mad know, at you. It's, it's, it's been reality for, for almost uh, well, almost a year now because I lost my job in, in April last year. And, Damn. you know, been, and I go ups, ups and downs looking like, you know, this week I've, you know, grinded out, had couple of interviews couple of phone interviews okay. that, you know that went all right and, you know hopefully but then you know then next week it'll be nothing you know and then you know so it's it's, it's a roller coaster ride and For you sure. know thank god i still still got my parents helping me out you know mm-hmm. here and there with some mm-hmm. funding so okay so uh you know yeah definitely uh just just pay, pray for a brother hey i was gonna say have you ever thought about uh, adult entertainment Oh Lord! <laughs> Actually, I have. Oh, oh, oh Lord! Shit. <laughs> I called my bluff. Like, oh yeah, T-M-I. Hey, that's a respectable 
billion dollar business. I mean, I, I always say it's a billion dollar business. I don't respect it. <laughs> well, hey, I respect it. Listen, <laughs> if, if I didn't have a job and it was getting tight, nigga, from the waist down. Dot com. I would, that's what it would be. Y'all wouldn't know. Another another black another black, another black dick dot com. Uh, get your PayPal. You know what I'm saying? And you just film it from the waist down, man. But you got to take care of family now. Go fuck me. Go fuck me. Dot com. Make up a new website called Dick Starter. Oh yeah. There you go. Hey, trademark that. Man. Dick Starter dot com. I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching Shark Tank on on uh, on the Cody. And hey, that, that's, there's an idea right there. Hell, that, that's a you know yeah, million dollar idea. Go ahead, okay, Mark. I, hey. I dropped off a second. What the million dollar idea did I miss, or do I need to get caught up on it? Uh, Dick Starter. Dick Starter. Damn <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't need to. Hey. <laughs> when you gotta eat, you gotta eat. So, and, and somebody might want to eat that. There you go. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we're praying for you, uh, Sean. You never know. Somebody out there may have an opportunity uh, for you. So you never know who might listen, who's listening. Okay. Let's get off of that and move into top, one of the first topics of the day. We got to do our movie review. And, and I got to say, too, that this month, man, this, this might be one of the uh, better marches in movies in a while because there's, they seem to be dropping some pretty decent movies every week uh last week we had logan right and was it the week before that we had get out or maybe the week prior to that yeah i think so it was two weeks before. two weeks ago so we had logan we got kong i believe next week is ghost in the shell uh so i mean I, I, I well, you know said again what all right. Well, they missed opportunity. Okay. <laughs> well, well, no, one of the things. Well, I'll, I'll go. One of the things. The reason why that is, is because you've got the summer months so crowded. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, from last year and year before last. Now the studio, because this used to be the dumping ground for movies. This used right. to be the time for, for crap. Uh, January, February, March. Then in you know April, you, you got what was last year. You had um, Captain America. Uh, Batman came out. I think in in March. So, you know, now the studios are seeing, well, why do I wait, need to wait until till summer to, you know, to get the money when, you know, every week something new is coming out now. It seems like, you know, again, now every week is, is something else. So it's, it's a, you know, it's a good time for, you know, for comic book geeks, definitely, even 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 still. I mean, it's it's a good time for movies. Just, you know. Yeah, movies. Uh, we, yeah. We're getting yep. some quality. I, I mean, again, I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, but we're we're, we're getting sort of more like some decent very good type movies actually not just a lot of craps which is interesting you know I, to me for so far for me get out was one of the best movies i've seen this year so logan was exceptional as well but with that said actually before we get into the kong review there was something else i wanted to do i wanted to thank what i'm starting to call i'm gonna call our producers of the show uh and these are all the people who are actually donating and and, and uh helping to support the program and i think it's important that we shout them out and uh, i want to make sure i take a second here to do that at the beginning so that everybody can hear that so i'm just going to go through these real quick but again i say this quickly but i trust me very much appreciate all of your efforts and the support so starting with carlos berry uh thank you sir christopher stepan stepan if i'm saying this right thank you sir keith wilson uh mr 
Cake Yishu Toshimura, if I'm saying that right. Um, Killing me, Mike. Uh, hey, Killing it's a weird <laughs> Japanese name, but thank you, sir. Uh, of course, JD, John Washington, uh, Timothy Anderson, uh, Annie Adamson, Greg Davis, um, Sean Hicks, uh, Charles Micah, uh, which Charles will be on the show pretty soon. Shout out to him, Purple on the Ground. Uh, Phyllis Miller. That should ring, ring a name. That should ring a bell to somebody on this show, I would hope. <laughs> oh, by the way, since we bring it up, I'm going to go ahead and say because she keeps saying it to me every week. She wants y'all to discuss something she care about. Oh, sure. I keep what? asking her. Exactly. I said, well, mom, mom. Yes, that's my mother. I'm like, mom, what do you want us to talk? I don't know, but something I care about. I'm about the Lord. <laughs> Well, you ask her specifically what she wants, I, and, on, I, Mom, and, and I will. We will. I'll make sure that we talk about it. She definitely supports okay. the show. All right. I, I really th- more than likely she probably wants it to be Luther Vandross or hating on Trump. So, okay. Q, you have a fan. Q. <laughs> hey, we can do this. <laughs> we can do that. We can talk about some Luther too now. You want order, man? <laughs> We're getting some Luther. All right. So, uh, shout out to Miss Miller, uh, Pedro, my man. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, Keith Richards, sir, thank you. Kelly Strawberry, sir, thank you. Uh, Of course, uh, Mr. Quentin Jones, thank you, sir. Um, The other cute. Exactly. Ivory King, sir, thank you. Crystal Haley, uh, super shouts out to you. One of the first people to ever sign up. Uh, for the reoccurring support and still to this day, years later. So, so much love to you. Thank you. And also, uh, Mark Flintoff. Thank you as well. So, there you go. Those are all our, our producers, our executive producers on board. If you would like to be a part of the producers and help support the show, all you got to do is just go on the website. Uh, you can do like the reoccurring donation, you can do a little five bucks. Uh, sign up for that it just automatically will do it every month you don't have to even think about it but know that it's going toward uh, supporting the show also you can always sign up for the uh, podcast juice all access uh, where you can check out all the old classic podca- uh, prince podcast episodes and reviews and stuff we, uh, we actually had a uh, sign up this morning so shout out to uh, carlos and uh, yeah i mean you can always sign up for that type of stuff and i, I made the price now the price is 9.99 so definitely take advantage of that. And with that, again, I say thank you. Now we got to keep moving forward. All right. Now, let's get into my man, Kong. Uh, the actual title is Kong Skull Island. And this is uh, a King Kong movie. Like, you know, something that they keep redoing. And it's just a part of story lore and movie lore. And now we're with the new one. I think the last one was, was the last one the Peter Jackson movie? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I actually just watched the uh, Jeff Bridges one the other day. Uh, what's the girl's name in that, in that movie? Uh, Jessica Lane. Jessica Lane. Oh my god! I have an interesting attitude. <laughs> she was. I was. I, I mean, I I used to watch that as a child, and I remember going to see that at the theater as a child, and I remember that poster and just it was so iconic to me, like. Because in the poster, he's way bigger in the poster than he is in the movie because his foot would fit on the top of the Trade Center, which, of course, in the movie, that is not true. But 
looking at it the other day, and I was looking at it and was watching it in HD, which I've only seen it in regular TV. And Jessica, I see what they was doing. Like, she was busting all over. I just didn't notice that as a kid, but God dang, she was beautiful. That was, but but go ahead, Sean. You said that. you had I, something about that. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that was her That was her uh, movie debut, by the way. I see. Uh, yeah. And guess who was turned down for that role because they were not, they were uh, uh, deemed not attractive enough? Meryl Streep. Miss Meryl Streep. That's right. I could see that. <laughs> but, uh, no disrespect. So, I mean, so flash. Go ahead. So, so, so we go flash back to 1976. I was about six years old. And my mom, me and my mom, mom would take me to the movies, you know, on Saturday, you know, for whatever reason. So we drove to a little town called Macon to see King Kong. I didn't know what it was. All right. I just, I'm, I'm going to the movies. I'm happy enough. So I go, I sit down and, you know, it's like, I don't know, I might remember like 30, 30 or 45 minutes before you even see Kong. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, what is it? I don't like this. I don't, you know, I'm like, you know. Just totally bored. But then when, when Kong appears, this little six-year-old boy was mesmerized, <laughs> was just fascinated with, with this guy in a monkey suit, basically, because that's, you know, 1976. That's the best they could do. But it's still still quite impressive. But just that movie, honestly, is what kind of cemented my love of movies today. Mm, like, I can see that. Like, like really. I mean, it... You know, it, it's not the best movie ever made, and you know it's definitely dated. But it, you know, it's definitely, definitely just awestruck to me. You know, this this six year old boy now. Now, flash forward to nineteen eighty nine, where we got get King Kong lives. The the less said about that, uh, the better. I believe it was. I believe it got zero percent on. Like, was that the one with Jack Black? No, 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 no. no. That's that's uh, that's the recent one. This one had Linda Hamilton and um, somebody else. I, I, I don't Hamilton remember. Did a bad King Kong I, I don't even remember that movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It, Actually, go ahead. Go ahead. It was released in 86. But um, yeah, it, it was just awful. Got 0% on or was getting 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nominated for a Razzie for, for worst visual effects. You go from the original King Kong, which was, what, 10 years earlier, was. I think it won an award for effects, and then the movie, the sequel, made ten years later. Where you would think, "Ooh, better effects, better this, better that," and no, it's it's worse. But um, then the, you got the three-hour remake, which that's the Jackson version. Which I don't know. To me, it just lacks some of the fun of the of the original one and, and right. this one. It, it was just kind of straightforward, and three hours is just I don't care what kind of. It's just this is too long. And but now Kong is back and. Uh, all right. we'll, we'll we'll go from there. All right, cool. So, uh, and I can anything thing about that the ori- not the original one, but the one you're talking about, '76. At the time, that was a headbuster in terms of special effects and yeah, it was and everything. So yeah, it could be a very that was a very impressionable movie. I agree with you. So this I mean, new it's, it's Rick Baker in a in a suit, but <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> so new movie Kong Skull Island, uh, directed by a guy I'm not necessarily familiar with, Jordan. Roberts, I don't know what his other stuff was, but I am going to say one thing. Uh, I'm going to tip my hat to him. Uh, I see that he's directing a Metal Metal Gear Solid movie. Uh, What? So that's interesting. But anyway, 
This new movie, of course, you see that it stars people like Samuel Jackson. Uh, I'm going to call them Dr. Dre and Easy E. Compton movie. Uh, Star Loki uh, is in this. Uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. What's her name? Uh, Brie, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. She's going to be in a, on a, an upcoming Marvel movie. There's a lot of people um, in this. I see that originally. Dan from Roseanne. Oh, yes. Uh, definitely. What's his? Uh, is that John? Do you have John C. Riley? John. Uh, John Goodman. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of recognizable faces in this. Uh, I'm just, we're just getting. We're going to do a. a uh, I don't think the spoilers are necessary. I don't really? think it's necessary yeah. to not have a spoiler. It's King Kong. It does not end like the normal ones. He does not go to America or anything like that. So let me just give my quick thoughts on this movie. And I will say that Conspiracy Brother will make an appearance oh, uh, Lord. in this. <laughs> but quickly, uh, I was a fan of the trailers. I looked at it and I said, okay, this looks like it's going to be some fun. It looks like it's going to be kind of campy a little bit. Uh, you know, there's a lot of jokes and things of that nature. And it looks like some good monster fun. I went to go see this movie at a IMAX screen. Uh, not your sort of branded IMAX screen, but like the real deal. Uh, with the super ridiculous sound. And in 3D. And I will say this. The presentation of the movie, the special effects, uh, phenomenal. The star of the movie, in my opinion, is the special effects. It is King Kong and the monsters that you see. Uh, Everything else is sort of just window dressing for that. Uh, So with that said, I enjoyed the movie because it was just, in my opinion, a nice, fun romp with King Kong and other monsters and you have this sort of stereotypical characters who really don't matter to me i almost kind of play it when i look at like a a transformers or uh one of these movies where just show me the monsters i don't even want to the people i don't even care about like just ah so uh in that respect i enjoyed the movie this is not trying to be something deep or anything it was just a fun uh movie the you know again the true star of this movie is uh, ILM uh, Industrial Sounds and Magic uh, Lucasfilm they did the effects here beautiful like you know it's 2017 the effects are gonna be on point and if you get one of the best companies in the business to do it, it you know we can sit back and pay our fifteen dollars to watch CGI monsters beat the shit out of each other on the screen you know, that, that's what we do same with uh, Transformers you just pay to watch computers fight on the screen. <laughs> And it is what it is. So on that level, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, the presentation of it was phenomenal. The sound was incredible. There's a lot of cool little jump scares. I was sitting here. I was actually on the edge of my seat sometimes just because things would happen. And it was so fucking loud. It was almost too much. I was like, ah! And I was like, nigga, I'm jumping. And she's like, what am I? <laughs> I'm not even in this situation. <laughs> like, there's a part when there's a spider that comes and they yeah. have to fight the spider I was like oh, oh, and that shit was crazy to me it was just so freaking loud so I had a ball with that uh, so on that part I love what I didn't like about it quickly was the characters for the most part Yes, uh, I thought that uh, John Goodman's character is sort of the stereotypical 
type of character you see in these movies. It sort of has to be the catalyst to bring these people there. But he obviously has some secret. Uh, the girl. I don't have anything against this, this, this lady's acting. But I thought her character was totally unnecessary. Uh, and here's a conspiracy, brother. Listen, the original King Kong to me is kind of on some undercover, low-key racist type shit in terms of imagery where Kong is this wild, you know, black beast and the white woman has to come and tame him, you know, and it sort of plays on these things. You look at some of the original posters and that type of stuff. And I understand at the time it's accepted that they have that you play on these types of imagery and stuff to people and you go to this faraway, wild, savage island, you know, I get that. But in 2000... 2000- Are you talking about the... Are you talking about the remake or the original? Like well, I'm talking 1930s. about like the. I'm I'm mainly speaking of the '76 one because that's what I'm very okay, familiar okay. with. Okay. My assumption okay, I, is they I, all I sort of that. play on that. <laughs> Say it again. Say no, it again. I assume that I just. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For the audience. So I assume they all sort of play though low key on that same sort of mode. There's always seems to be some white lady that Kong is some for, for whatever reason identifies identifies with. Uh unlike anybody else in the cast that he seems to want to destroy. So I'm just saying, in 2017 watching this, I was a little kind of like, it don't make any sense to me because there's a part in the movie, you know, where Kong is being Kong. And Kong is not a bad guy in this to me. I, he was the G. I was like, yes, Kong, he's dope. And, you know, he's defending his land and doing all this stuff. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a hero. But there's a part where the, the white lady and Kong have to have the scene where for somewhere I don't know why she's able to to tame the savage beast and put her hand on his face and he's just kind of I'm like what what the fuck is going on it didn't make any sense to me I'm like now I understand in my opinion historically why they're doing this but I was like why you gotta do this now she got white girl magic or something like that it just it didn't make no sense to me and I just thought that that's was, what I was thinking of yeah, I was like, this shit is corny. I was like, this is corny. Like, everything else you got going on, why was, this is corny. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. But then, like, there's this, in the big climactic scene, she has a flare gun. And again, I'm like, this white girl match? What the, how the fuck? Is she, why is she even shooting this or standing here? And why would he even protect her? Like, why does he care? He's got all these other Asian type people on this island that are praising him as gods and stuff but he gonna go out of his way to protect the white girl who ain't been on that island for the longest 24 hour period in existence I was like man come on with this bullshit but that's the conspiracy that, that's deep the, the other low, part the other part I was kind of funny with was Samuel Jackson's character and I love Samuel Jackson he does a phenomenal job but I kind of thought like he was playing the same character from Django let me explain. See, yeah, explain. <laughs> they come to this island. This is Kong's world. He's a god there. He's he's the king of the jungle. He's the king of this place. They praise him, and he's fighting off his invaders. So when the soldiers and the American people come, they come in dropping bombs and disrupting stuff, and he's coming here to protect them. Samuel Jackson's character is from Vietnam War. He wants the war to continue. He wants something to fight. So he decides that Kong will be his new enemy for killing his men. Now, the conspiracy brother in me was kind of like, see, he's kind of a 
he's self-hating a little bit because if <laughs> Kong is essentially like the African black person, he's the native guy of this island. Here's another black character who wants to take out another sort of like, yo, you shouldn't be against me, brother. You should be, you know, even those, the, even I'm deep conspiracy, brother, by the way. The liberal white characters in the movie are telling him, hey, he's just defending himself. He's defending the island. But Django, Stephen, Samuel character is like, no, I'm taking him out. You know, I'm, I, I got to kill him. And I'm like, why? Why would you got to kill him? Like he even your own people were kind of like, do you kind of wrong? So I, I kind of felt like he was playing like this kind of weird sellout type of character. And I'm tongue-in-cheek a little bit but i just thought his character was like ah you're going after the wrong people man and then you have my man easy e what's his name in this movie what was i don't uh, remember his name what's his actor's name uh, jason mitchell love jason he, mitchell. he plays glenn miles but glenn if Mills. you don't stop that conan that stereotypical there's <laughs> always that one guy He's in the fucking military. He's a Vietnam veteran guy. He's, he's just came from Vietnam. He's been in the shit, as they say. He, and I know he wasn't acting like a bitch in that situation. But why, uh, unlike anybody else, he was all, they always showed his character, bucked out. He's, he's kind of on his rail. I was like, ah, slow down, pimp. Like, and you he, and he he don't want to see his girl. He want to get get home to his mama. Yeah, I was like, "What is he doing?" And then the the jokes he would say fell completely flat. Like I was like, "It's not funny." Like, oh, it was say him. He, what's the other little character he would just kind of go back and forth with? And the other character was a straight straight arrow. He was very serious military guy. He wasn't all shucking and jiving and laughing and joking. But this dude was just all, "Hold up, you guys!" I was like, "Ah, nigga." He kind of he reminded me of Hicks from from Aliens. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was kind of I didn't like that. I didn't think he was bad acting, but I didn't like the character. I'm just like, why does he have to be the the, the buffoonery kind of dude? I just eh. But you know, other than that, uh, it it was cool. I just loved the stuff with Kong personally. I, I would say next go around have more Kong. And less of the people, uh, because all of those characters are just like. And I, I really like the. Uh, what's the guy? Was it was it John C. Riley? Who was the guy who was left behind? Had been yeah, John there? C. Riley. I, I really liked this character because he was he was just more laughs and it was a funnier type of character and he wasn't so serious, uh, but he could be like a heroic dude. I, I really liked his character it was more campier than just sort of the. Okay, Samuel Jackson is this guy, and then we got the girl, and then the Loki character is just some badass tracker dude. I was like, what the fuck is he supposed to like? Is he going to be the hero or not? Like, what? Why, why are these all? They can't all be badasses, but it was just all stereotypical type characters. I'm going way too long. Uh, with that said, uh, I enjoyed it for the spectacle of it, and I think it's a great movie to go see to have fun with and escape. And go on an adventure. So I did think he was very good in that regards. Uh, Sean Hill, what'd you think? 
Uh, I pretty much echo your review. Um, I'll add this to it though. Um, I, it was definitely it was better than Godzilla, like in yeah. the the recent one. Whereas that film seemed to, and and this one too, it seemed to take its human characters, give them more weight, and take them more seriously than than their, um, you know, otherworldly characters, I guess. But at least this film got it right, where we get to see um, Kong from the onset. I mean, there there's right. the beginning, and then he disappears for a little bit, but we pretty much see him from the beginning, and it's no okay, you know, he's a star. No matter what you put the human characters through, Kong is the reason that you're buying the ticket. So I, I think it, it it got that right because Godzilla just made a, a a cameo appearance, you know, in his own movie, basically. <laughs> and uh, now this is a spoiler. You, you, everyone know. Well, I guess everyone knows that you know this movie is just a setup for Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong or whatever they're they're calling it. Um, so in that respect, I. I do respect that they that they gave Colin more weight and just said, "Hey, just give the human characters, just give them basic stuff to do." I thought, for me, I thought there were there were too many. Uh, like like you said, you know, you got the tracker, you got everyone had a role, you know, and and I think that after a while it just kind of got like I mean, the, the photojournalist she wasn't really needed. I understand why she was in the movie because you needed a reason to kind of you know calm calm down but they didn't even do much with that either right i mean they had the one scene like mike said where um you know she's calming them down and 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 then that's it but they don't um, explain and they don't explain why is she how is she exactly. able to calm him down this doesn't make no sense one to add that my favorite scene in the movie though was when uh, the white girl was talking we don't need to do this. You need to stop. You know, just that whole. I was sitting there watching. I was like, God, oh, this ain't this some shit. Shut the fuck. And my love, Sam, <laughs> Sam Jackson. He was so cold. What I know, I wonder if he had he added this to it. She was doing her whole little soliloquy, and he and he's the bad guy. He just said, "Bitch, please." <laughs> and he went on back what he, what he was doing. I I laughed my ass off when he said that. I was like, yeah, "Shut the fuck up." That was great. But anyway, go ahead. No, uh, and, and you just hit on one one more thing I want to add. Sam Jackson. I think it's time to maybe, I won't say hang it up, because I hate to tell any actor to, to hang it up, but he he's just, in, he's just in too much. He just, he is becoming kind of a joke, you know. You, you know, we we need a black character. Oh, Sam Jackson. I mean, you know, it's either it's either Sam or Morgan and uh, Morgan Freeman. And you know, I, I, who's you know who's right. getting used the most most in in Hollywood? But you, you know, um, who was going to play that role originally? Who? Uh, fuck, uh, Simmons, uh, the, the guy from the the, the jazz movie, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I think he was the original. I can see guy. that, and, oh, and wow, I think yeah. Michael yeah, Keaton can... was also going to be in this too. That wouldn't have been a good fit. I could see. Oh man, Simmons would have tore that role up. Definitely, I would have liked to see him more than Sam. And I mean, there's no, there's no disrespect to Sam. I just, I just think that he is, he is in just far, far too much. He, he, B films, A film. I mean, he's, he's in everything, and it, and it, and it's becoming now where it used to be like cool. You would, you, you would see Sam, even in the eighties, right? He was in. You know the Spike Lee movies, and because I used to call him, "Oh, it's that brother! It's that it, it, the brother that's in the Spike Lee movies. He's in this." You know, 
that's what I w- would call him. And you know, now of course he has a name, and now you know him. But I, just, you know, I just don't think that he brings anything special anymore to the to the screen. But that that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, the the action's good. The three D, the IMAX. I saw it in IMAX too, um, and that was spectacular. Kong definitely lends itself to that. I, I rarely rec- recognize films that are in IMAX or in three D, but both. Uh, it uses the technology in both both very well, um, and you know basically this is a this is a summer movie released in March, and uh, like I said, this seems to be a a trend. Uh, I will say this about about the ending ending, not the film ending. Stick around for that. Stick around through the credits. Uh, you'll 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 get why the the movie I- exists basically. So definitely stick around for that. Yeah, they they've I, already I, announced I, uh, Godzilla versus Kong May twenty ninth, twenty twenty. So, yeah, okay, it's well, coming. Then yeah, stick around for the post. <laughs> Although I thought I thought we were getting we were getting uh, robbed at first because um, you know how the screen is black and the guy's talking and I forgot what he was saying, but it was like I thought that know, was brilliant. Actually. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of a fake out, but but yeah. So the the, the now the ending of the film itself was it was i don't know i thought it was a, not a downer but i don't know it didn't really make any sense no you didn't care enough about that character to to see the um basically the what happens next thing so i i, I don't know i thought it's gonna come up with right. a different ending all right yeah Other that, it was two and a half out of out of four stars it wasn't you know it wasn't great if if they gave right. kong more, even more screen time i think it would have been better but uh, just the human characters, you know, making a drag a little bit. All right, real quick before I go to Ampu, because I'll, I'll forget otherwise. They showed uh, uh, some sort of extended reel of, and I don't remember the name of the movie, but it's the new movie from um, Ah, what's my man's name who directed the Batman movies? Uh, Is it for Nolan? Yeah, whatever that's playing. <laughs> Black show. What was it? What's his name? Nolan? Christopher oh, Nolan. Yeah, yeah, Christopher yeah. Nolan. Yeah. They showed an extended thing of his before this movie started. And uh, it was seemed to be about, I don't know if it was like World War II or something or some sort of war movie. But my God, it was actually shot in IMAX. So the screen shifted, you know, to the full height of the screen or the four story screen. Whatever that movie is, I have to go see that movie. That was one of the best sort of tension-filled montages. <laughs> Again, I don't know. The only actor I recognized was uh, my man who plays Bane. Uh, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy, yes. Uh, and it was sort of like this weird, like he was in a fighter plane with another dude. And they were in a, a, a battle, dog battle, uh, dog fighting with these fighter planes. But it was shot in like true IMAX. And then it would cut between uh, these soldiers on this boat, like they were all getting ready for something. And then it was also showing like this kid, he was uh, helping, working on this little boat, like a little yacht or something. And it was just all sort of crescendoing to like an attack or some sort. But man, it looks so breathtakingly ridiculous. Uh, whatever that movie is, definitely we're gonna find out about that, and, and we gotta see that because that movie was look awesome. Um, but with that said, I was on a tangent. 
Amp Poo, what did you think of Kong Django Get Out? <laughs> <laughs> no, as I like to call it, black man, leave that monkey alone. Because huh. that's what he should have done. I, I would give this a three out of five. Mm-hmm. I And I based that on the fact that it wasn't a bad movie. It just really didn't do anything for me. This is not... For me, at first day dollars. I know you saw it in IMAX 3D. I'm like, oh, hell no. It ain't worth no first day IMAX 3D dollars. That's just my opinion. Um, the story, it, and I don't want to compare it to other films, but I'm just going to have to. The Peter Jackson's King Kong, far superior. Uh, I mean, we're dealing with Peter Jackson. Of course, that more than likely will happen. I like the fact that they put a little mystery around it, except when are we are we doing spoilers? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you can you, spoil it. Yeah. When when we get the reveal, once Kong shows up and Rex shop and Samuel Jackson looks at uh, John Goodman's character Randa and said, puts a gun to him, tell me what's going on. All of a sudden, he knows everything. And to me, I, I felt that that was. That just didn't work well with the story for me. I, I get that there's having this uh, shadow company monarch, which all of a sudden got all this power. It's, it was uh, Dre and Dan going to the government office and we found this. We want to go there. Whatever's there, we want to beat the Russians to it. And then all of a sudden we get this monarch being involved with this. And they never really go into depth with who they are other than they know that something is there on Skull Island and they've been there before. I don't like the fact that um, Randa's, that's John Goodman's character's motivation for going back is wanting to destroy Kong. Because it just pissed me off. Like, you guys come there, a big giant monster is there and destroys your ship. Oh, I need to go back and get and risk everybody's life and not tell them anything, not warn them of what's going on so I can kill that monkey that destroyed the ship that we crashed into his island. It's Samuel Jackson's character. Makes his motivation makes no sense. I guess they're playing on the fact that he was he had been in his war. This is all he knew. He didn't want to go back to civilian life. They kind of hinted at the fact that he probably had no one to go back to. So maybe that plays into why all of a sudden he's on this quote unquote Captain Ahab hunting Moby Dick mission. Pause uh, to kill King Kong because it's because when you when he Kong comes onto the screen. You're, they're the ones dropping bombs on his island. He pretty much throws a tree at him to say, knock that shit off. <laughs> and then, Sounds central. And then all of a sudden, it's th- now, I don't know. I, I'm not a military person. I, my father was in the military, but I don't know anything about military procedure. But if I'm in a helicopter that's armed and I come across, what, a skyscraper, what, 50 foot tall ape that's throwing shit at me? My... Uh, orders is not going to be, hey, let's fire on it. How about regroup and figure out what the fuck that is? <laughs> oh, do we need to kill that thing? Are there more of them? Because if we kill that one, maybe there's a pack of them that's going to beat the shit out of all of us? That just, to me, just made no sense. And I, I understand that I'm trying to bring logic to a film like this, but that just bugged the hell out of me. And then the fact that when he finally decides... Okay, we we all rendezvous, which I, I kind of hate that narrative when they pretty much set it up from the start when they dropped them off. Hey, you have 24 hours. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. 48 <laughs> hours to get to the spot or you're not going to get out. I'm just like, oh, really? Great. So we know exactly what they're going to be doing once they encounter call. Uh, I do have to disagree with um, what you guys were saying as far as the, the characters, for the most part. To me, John Goodman's character made no sense to be there whatsoever. 
Um, they had Jing Tian playing Sam Lin, that very fine Asian biologist. What the hell was her point of being other than saying a few lines and letting us know that they got an Asian person in the in the movie? Um, I, I didn't understand that uh, John Goodman's character was there to try to end the ape, and he gets killed by the skull crawler, as he called it. But for me, the only character that I really cared about was John C. Riley's character, because when you find out that he survived and has been there for all these years, him and the the, the other um, the Japanese fighter, they bonded and became friends. He had his samurai. I cared about him. I wanted to see them get him back to civilization. To me, that would have been a, a far better story to tell than, oh, we need to get to this rendezvous point as Samuel Jackson has done went crazy and want to kill a big-ass gorilla. <laughs> and on top of that, he went out like a punk. So that's just my opinion on the film. I think it's three out of three out of five. It's not worth IMAX. It's not worth uh, 3D. Because then again, I hate 3D. So take that with a grain of salt. And it's a good story, but it's not something you have to go out of your way to go see. All right, all right there you go. Uh, I disagree, but I respect all comers. <clears throat> I will say this: Pause. it's a fun movie. Like if you want to just have some. Like I, what's interesting is. Uh, my daughter, Shane, it's not even two years old, but she, for whatever reason, is really taken by the the, the trailers. Like we, she just did a rah, and she thinks there's something so fun about that. So I can see how this, again, it's just a fun romp. It's not a serious movie at all. Um, which I wouldn't compare it to Peter Jackson because to me, Peter Jackson's movie was way way too serious. Like took itself too serious. Yeah. There's really no reason that should be three hours and all that but i get what he must have been trying to do but this one is definitely more of a b movie uh at least to me uh a very a very uh high budget b movie but a b movie nonetheless but there you go so well, i'll oh, go ahead i was gonna say i will give them credit in the sense that they did set up within the movie not the post credit but within the movie the crossover with godzilla and i believe i heard that there was potential crossover with Pacific Rim as they were talking about oh, the hollow earth and they were trying to dig yes. to the underside and then the creatures that were coming up from through the earth which was reminiscent to Pacific Rim Bring so I'll give them credit for that uh, that post credit scene where they're spoilers they're back into the back at Monarch and they're showing them all these pictures of other uh, drawings of the monsters to me it was just like okay they had to tell people yeah, this is where we're going. And whereas in the film, I think if you paid attention to Pacific Rim, if you paid attention to Godzilla, they set it up just great as far as these creatures that are out there. Right. You know, I think the whole end part to me really only somewhat plays to an older audience. I'd be, I would be curious if younger audiences even knew. They may know who Godzilla was from those other, mo- you know, the previous movie, but I don't know if they would get Rodan and all those other characters that seem like a very older throwback my my preview audience i would say about 90 percent of them left the theater right so they didn't even see it well right i'm saying but if somebody did see that to me it seemed like he would play more to an older person to know those older movies and those characters then you know what i mean then they would oh they're gonna bring them back okay so that's why i I really appreciate it because i remember watching those movies on tv like i was like oh shit I remember that from back in the days, but uh, we'll, we'll see. What they, I, I can imagine this would be a successful movie. Uh, 
seems like it has all the hallmarks to to be to, to continue on. All right. So there was Kong. Uh, Big Sexy, did you see Kong? You didn't see Kong. I have not seen Kong, but listening to you guys talk uh, when you said there's possibility of a uh, crossover appeal with that and Godzilla took me back to being a kid when you had all those movies like Kong and Mothra mm-hmm. and you know King Ghidorah and all that stuff. So maybe they'll do a renaissance and start doing oh, movies is. like that that crossover. They, yeah, they, they yeah. Are. They're doing King Kong versus Godzilla. That's already coming. That's already done. Cool. Yeah, that's what I don't, I, know if it's, I don't know if it's done, but it's it's coming. Yeah, they set a date, May 29th, 2020. So and I know Kong is supposed to be the black man, but how he can fuck with Godzilla? I'm just going to go ahead and ask that question. Well, hey, uh, let, them, let them fight, as my man said in Godzilla. <laughs> uh, I, I love that scene where Kong was in the chains. I was like, see, this the imagery again. He got the slave on his back. Oh. I, I would have like, I would have had fight the power and he's br- busting breaking through the chain. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, I will though say, uh, ILM and actually Ubisoft. I, if you look at these credits, they did the effects as well, which is interesting to me. Game company, but I thought he looked fantastic. All of them looked fantastic. Just the way he walked and carried himself, and the scale of him, I was beautiful, man. I was like, damn, it's fucking fucking beautiful. But all right. Too bad they didn't have that in 76. <laughs> no, they just had that robotic arm and a guy in a suit. But back then, that was badass. I, I was scared as fuck when I saw that movie. Oh, yeah. All right. So moving on from Kong. Oh, we also wanted to, to get into, like, what were some of our favorite, you know, big monster-type movies or monster movies, uh, animal-type movies uh, from back in the day? Uh, quickly, I just I'll just say mine very quickly. Uh, one, I have to shout out Pacific Rim. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, plays into the huge monster thing like this, but then it also for me plays into the huge robots uh, that I adore. So that movie, um, there's a movie called The Breed, which is a dog attack type movie, which I'm all into that kind of shit. Uh, this movie actually is, start- is that with the Dobermans. I think so. Michelle Rodriguez is in it. Hill Harper. Oh, no. It's hilarious. I'm thinking about the ones like in the 70s. Oh, no. I, I like those movies too. But yeah, The Breed is a more recent, semi-recent one. Hysterical type of movie because them dogs is on that ass. Uh, so I love that type of shit. And there was one other one. Um, the Mist. Uh, I love you know, some more spiders and shit like that. But those are my favorites. Uh, Sean Hill, did you have any? Uh, I I know it's cheating. I know it's you know stereotypical, whatever. But I gotta go with Jaws. I mean, oh, yeah. that's yeah, that's Classic. the the one that has started it all. Uh, and probably another one that uh, gosh, I want to say um, I want to I think it's called Day of the Day of the Animals or or something like that. I saw this thing probably like seventy four, seventy five, somewhere in that area, and it's it. It's just as cheesy as all hell, but it's just it's just uh, basically animals go crazy, and you know it's one of those disaster type like Irwin Allen type movies. It's, it's basically like that. Sorry, I don't remember much about it, but I, I remember loving it, and I remember that that is great. So definitely, but but Jaws is 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 the one definitely. All right, uh, big sexy and sack. Any of those movies? Remember, you know, I'm gonna throw Jaws in there, but I gotta go back to being a little younger. I have to go with The Birds, which scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Michael Jackson. That. You know, Michael Jackson, Ben, with that rat. 
<laughs> Cosine Willard, you know, those movies were wild. Much more. Interesting. Well, I damn. thought you were going to say Thriller there for a second. I know. I was like, Thriller, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aunt Pooh. I have to put uh, Tales from the Hood. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Deep Blue Sea. I think they ah. did a, a nice little twist on Jaws where they had the smart sharks yeah. that was that was able to back up. Which I don't know why that's important, but apparently sharks can't back up. Was that was that one with LL Cool J? LL Cool J? Yep, yep. Yeah, the, yeah. the brother that made it to the end. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The game changer. And then, and then uh, Jurassic Park. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that one. I think the story is is probably uh, hasn't aged well, but I just think the, uh, the, the to me the, the science behind it, what they were creating, what they were doing, um, still when the the T Rex shows up, uh, it's done really good. Yes, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, again, I was sitting here with Gracie, and, and I don't know. I think it's on Netflix or something. And again, for whatever reason, she's just all into that kind of stuff. So we fast forwarded to the part where the T Rex first comes in, and she loved that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. terrorizing that poor child. Uh, no, she thinks it's funny. Like, I remember watching that with with Palmer when she was, gosh, maybe five, six years old, and that part where the T Rex first comes and tries to, comes through the top of the the car, tries to. Mm-hmm. Get, she was terrified. Yes. <laughs> well, I think it, it's, I think, uh, context of where, how I'm watching it with her. Now, if it was in the theater or we we're in the living room, big TV and the lights out, yeah, that's probably terrifying. But yeah, and that's how we watched okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we used to sit on yeah, the computer. We did, we did saw the, we, we did see the 3D remake, uh, well, not remake, but reissue, mm-hmm. uh, three, four years ago. And her reaction was definitely different. You know, different then than it was when we saw it. You know, when she was little, so definitely. Uh, but it, yeah, that three D <laughs> that wasn't worth anything. <laughs> I, I liked it. No, I, I thought it was cool. But no, you know, it because it, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't filmed in three D. You know, it wasn't right. filmed with three D in mind. So it was just, it was just. You know, it wasn't really. You know, they didn't have anything there for three D because it. You know, it wasn't for three D. I just liked seeing it on the big screen again. Mm. Personally, I think the only scene that was really that was three D worthy was when the uh, it's towards the end where the raptor, uh, the velociraptor, yes, yeah, and you probably where it comes jump straight up with the kid was up in like in the thing, uh, like in the I think air vent or whatever. He jumps up to get him. That was like the only scene that was three D worthy. All right. All right, so there's our our monster picks. Uh, Definitely check those movies out. And uh, let's change gears a little bit. Let's get off of the the, the movie stuff for a minute. I want to jump into TV quickly here. Uh, So there's a new Marvel uh, Netflix show coming out, Iron Fist, uh, which is sort of a continuation of the Jessica Jones, or Daredevil Jessica Jones, and then we have Luke Cage. And I think the, the last, Defenders. Right. So the, the last piece of that puzzle before we get to the Defenders would be Iron Fist. And I don't think it has actually debuted yet, has it? No, uh, I'll take the next Friday. Friday. Next Friday? Next Friday. Okay. But mm-hmm. uh, reviewers and, and the media have been given copies and have been watching it. And so far, the reviews have not been very good. Uh, and this would, That's being generous. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and, and usually most of these shows have been very well received. 
But uh, this one, uh, I think the Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at like 14% or something crazy like that. Now, again, that's only with, uh, I think, 14, view, four, 14 reviews. Well, that's pretty bad. 14 reviews, and two and fresh. And the first six episodes. Right. Um, so I'm just curious, you know, now, again, I don't know much about Iron Fist. I didn't really read his comic uh, back then. I've read some things when he was in them. But looking at this, just from when I looked at the trailer, and to me, it doesn't look all that exciting. But when I know that it has to do with Kung Fu and stuff, I'm like, well, I'm going to give it a shot because I love to see people getting ass whooped and Kung Fu and all that kind of shit. But it sounds like from the reviews that the action comes very lightly and that the way the action is presented is not even on the level of Daredevil, which had a lot of ninjas and all that kind of shit. Um, and I guess some people might even be complaining about Iron Fist being a white character as opposed to, I guess, being an Asian character. Now, I don't think he was Asian in the books. He was never Asian. They need to drop to that shit. Well, well let's, let's talk about that. Um, give us a little background on, on Iron Fist, if you will, Big Six. <sighs> Well, you know, he came around the early 70s at the same time, right around the same time that Shang-Chi came around, actually, uh, which was at the height of a lot of the kung fu films. A lot of, um, at the same time, horror films were big in those times. And Shang-Chi is Asian, but Iron Fist is not. He never has been. Uh, He was born, his parents died, I believe he was born into the mystical city of Kunlun, and he learned to master his skills and whatnot and he came out and hooked up with misty knight and he was with with misty knight from day one pretty much and down the line he uh rolled with the defenders a little bit but really is known for his partnership with luke cage uh there's some er- other characters colleen wing from what i understand is in the series you know they are uh friends because colleen and misty in the books have a pi firm together I don't know if they've introduced Misty in the series or what they're going to do about that. But when they first announced Iron Fist, it amazed me how many people came out and just immediately accused of whitewashing the character. I'm like, did you read the fucking book? No. Then you don't know. Right. Shut up. You know, I have not seen the show yet, obviously, but I've read some of the uh, reviews provided. Now, my beef is the guy they cast as Iron Fist? No. No. Hmm. He looks like he could be playing guitar for Mumford and Sons or some band like that (laughs) instead of, uh, you know, being Iron Fist. Uh, The the, the scruffy beard and all that. Now, again, I have not seen the show, but I'm hearing his martial arts training is pretty much non-existent and the fight scenes are lacking a lot and that's going to be a problem. You know, because Iron Fist is supposed to be arguably you know, on the same level with Shang-Chi and Daredevil and those cats. And if they can't get that action sequencing happening, they're in for a long season. Yeah, you know, going back to the sort of the whitewash thing, I I wonder, because I would imagine most people who are going to watch this will not be familiar with the comic book, right? But I think that maybe Marvel should have probably said, you know what, this would be a case where we change the character uh, race or what have you. Because I just think in, t- you know, in today's times, 
it's going to be seen with a side eye if you have uh, a non-sort of Asian character being the karate martial art badass in, a, in, 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 in something that takes place within sort of that culture. Even if the source material plays to that, you know, but that may that may have been true back when it it may have worked or been got a pass when it came out back in the days. But I think in today's world, it's not going to fly. Like to me, it'd be no different than you know. I could, for whatever reasons, they wanted to make Samuel Jackson's character Nick Fury. Well, of course, the original Nick Fury is it was white. But I just think that when you're dealing, I think with this type of thing, they should have just went and said, you know, we're going to change that. <laughs> uh, because it just don't make sense now. In today's world, you would have probably never have introduced Iron Fist in a book. Originally, if, they, if, if Iron Fist was to have been debuted today in the comics, he probably would not be white. Because there wouldn't have been no need to do that. You know, the, the, the arguments that they would have used back then to justify it wouldn't fly today. And I think they probably should maybe have thought about that with the TV show. Like, well, we don't have to be strictly to what it was in that book because it's gonna it might play a little funny. But with that said, the action stuff. If that what was that show that was on? Um, shoot, uh, AMC. They used to always into, into the Badlands. Into the Badlands. I liked that show because at one point, because I, I will say this much about that show: the kung fu and the karate shit is on point. Like this getting it, they getting it in on there. Now if that show can be on point, this show should be beyond that because of the expectation that this is Marvel and they did Daredevil. The action's supposed to be on point. So it's that's weird to me that they would not, you know, have that part of it locked down if nothing else. If this is a the whole point of his power is that he's supposed to be what, doing Kung Fu and all that shit. So I don't know, man. Well, from what I'm reading is is that with Daredevil, with Jessica Jones, and and uh, Luke Cage, is the actors were doing a large portion of their uh, action and fight scenes, and unfortunately, they hired someone that's crappy, at it. Yeah. which to me, which to me, no man, yeah, shouldn't that casting director be fired then? And then on top of that, it looks bad when you have Keanu Reeves. Knocking it out of the ballpark at what is he fifty or close to fifty? I think he's yeah he's fifty. And this young whippersnapper can't get this down. But again, who casted him? And for me, looking at the uh, the trailer, I saw him and just thought this guy does nothing for me. The guy he looks like he looks like a geek, and his acting from what I can see in the trailer is just not strong. Where I'm like, this might be a huge misstep. And as much as I understand the source material has this white man uh, born to a privilege who um, gets studies in these mystical arts and becomes this martial arts master, unfortunately, that was a story you can get away with in the 70s. And you, you didn't have as much a diverse um, readership back then. But in 2017, they really needed to come with a great script to, to not offend people and you know there are a lot of Asians there are a lot of other minorities that you know care about having diverse superheroes and I feel Marvel really shot themselves in the foot by sticking so true to the source material and not ca- they could have easily casted a half Asian uh, actor or just uh, got a full 
a full uh, full Asian actor just said he was half white or something that would wouldn't turn off a majority of um, their readership, their fans that are uh, there are minorities that care about this diversity. So yeah, yeah, huge misstep by Marvel. I, I would ask a question too. Uh, if you go back to the Doctor Strange movie. Uh, what was it? What was her? The wise one or the old one or something? What was that? The ancient one. The ancient one. Now, was that character wasn't white in the books? Was it or was? It? No. But then they chose the books too. So they chose to not only do a race swap, they gender swapped it for the movies. I guess that would made it. Why, why wouldn't okay. they? Couldn't they have done that with this? Then, like, if they were able to have no problem to do it one way and went against the source material, why couldn't they do that with this then? Well, I think the ancient one wasn't the star of the film, so exactly. Maybe there's just that thing where, well, the star of the film is this white guy, this blue, this blonde-haired white guy. So, yeah, but the star of your last one was a black guy. I mean, just again, it's 2017. Oh, They're the I, kings I, I, of diversity, apparently, from the book. So, right. it would seem like, well, again, see, that's changing too, though, in the books, as they say. It's, well, we will see because book sales <laughs> are down. A lot. Well, what makes the uh, the ancient one even f- far egregious, more egregious, is the fact that they said that they had to change the race of the ancient one because the ancient one in the books is Tibetan. And there was an issue with China. China and Tibet have that issue. And they didn't want to offend China because they can make a ton of money. And I'm like, well, fine. Does the ancient one have to be Tibetan? Why can't he be Chinese? Why can't he be Korean? Why can't he be? Oh, I don't know, Na- Naples, if that's the proper. Uh, I would term. have to be a woman. Yeah, and then to make it, and then in the film, not only is it not in Tibet, not only is it not in China, they're in Nepal where he learns all of these mystical arts. So it's just, it's just baffling that why did they change the race of the ancient one, or at least um, out of out of being not Asian. Yeah. I- <clears throat> But we're getting back to, to, to this Iron Fist thing. It's uh, Again, I haven't seen it, so who knows? I may like it. You know, <laughs> you never know. I mean, we're going off of the opinion of, of critics who have seen the first six episodes. Um, I do also believe there's a part of the critic base that even, now I'm only guessing here, that most of the critics probably are reviewing this or might be white as well. Uh, so I understand that there's probably even some of those critics or white people that are super hypersensitive to anything that would be seen as, you know, insensitive to diversity. And they'll be very quick to jump on it. Uh, and I say that some white people are very quick to jump on that. So I think, you know, you sort of have that as well. And I'm saying that because I haven't seen it. So I'm just kind of uh, guessing here. But, uh, you know, I think Marvel... Again, nobody is immune to bad reviews. Uh, but I will say this much. They have to continue to be very cognizant of how they play these types of roles when you do have sort of this race thing that could could be a problem. Not to say that they're doing anything intentionally, but I always think that sometimes they got to remember how it will play to other people. Uh, because, again, this is somewhat removed from their movie thing because this is a TV thing, but it, it would be something to add to sort of an underlying thing where people might be like, ah, you know, what's kind of going on over there? And I'm saying that in regards to like, uh, I'm hearing some people 
sort of pushing back on some of the Thor imagery uh, that came out this last week as well. And I'm like, well, you haven't even seen a movie. You don't know what that's going to be like. But again, you have to be careful. You kind of have a groundswell of, well, man, they kind of dropping the ball over here. There's funny over here. And it's, this is looking a little funny over here. You know, what's going on? So I just think they have to really stay, always stay on their A game. When you're at the top, you got to stay on your A game uh, because, you know, whoever's in charge of that TV show, they should know better. Like, yo, this affect the whole brand across the board, you know, because we've already greenlit the defenders, right? They were already making that. (laughs) So we can't be putting, you know, I mean, when you're doing stuff like that and you're sort of hedging your bets that, oh, this is just going to work regardless and. Go ahead and start the next one. You you got to be sure that this shit is on point. This is their. Uh, th- this is. It sounds like to me, and I of course I haven't seen it either. But uh, looked at some of the views, and it sounds like this is the the Thor of of this group. You know, it's it's the weaker movies, the weaker series of the of the overall you know big picture. It's, it's it's possible. Obviously, it hasn't been met. You know, critic reviews haven't been been good. But again, right, right. It, I mean, who's to right. say? The people viewers that, might uh, love it. I might, I might love it. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll definitely give it a, you know, give it a watch. I've watched all the other ones. I, you know, like Luke Cage. Loved uh, Jessica Jones. Thought the second season of of uh, Punisher was not as good. Not Punisher. Um, uh, Daredevil was not as good as as the first one. But I, you know, still enjoyed it. So who knows? I, you know, I might like this one. Although, yeah, I don't like the hipster guy. But as far as people complaining about, you know, changing the race to the character, no, no, that's not that's not the character is now. Marvel, if they want to be extra conscious of diversity and whatnot, then they should have just made a Shang Chi series, and that would have been that. And I agree with you on, on that because. Is Iron Fist really that popular outside of uh, no, he's comic not. fandom? This guy's a C-level star at best. But that's what Marvel's so- good at doing, though, is taking these C-level characters and making them just, you know, yeah. big. So, I mean, they, in their eyes, they're probably thinking, we can take anybody. We, we took well, Iron Man. they're doing Guardians of the Galaxy, which nobody yeah. saw coming, to tell you that. Exactly. So, I mean, that's kind of their thing, though. And what was yeah, interesting I- is that there was discussion, uh, I think, in 2015, that instead of doing a full-on Iron Fist series, they would just do a, um, ex- uh, a film, which, I bet, depending on how this performs, they might want to be like, damn, why didn't we listen to that guy? And the thing is, I read an Iron Fist book, god damn, since Claremont wrote it back in the 70s. So I don't know what's going on with the character. I know visually they have changed his costume somewhat. He used to have the... Uh, like flying dragon tattoo on his chest. Mm. Now it's on his suit, and the suit looks like he's wearing a green sweatsuit. This character has got some issues, man. They need to straighten up that design a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I definitely will give it a shot. Um, hopefully, it's good. You know, it, it, unfortunately, it doesn't have the 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 big push that Luke Cage had coming in. You know, obviously that uh, played to a lot of different things. That played to the comic book audience, but also played to obviously. Uh, you know, hip hop audience, an African American audience, and really people gravitated toward that and was like made it an event to, to see that. And I don't, I don't feel the event status with this one. You know, there's nothing that it really plays on other than it's something to do with Marvel, but it doesn't have that sort of groundswell of like. Uh, I mean, I can guarantee you, 
Netflix is not going to be going having power. It's not going to have outages because everybody is watching this as it did with no. Net, uh, Luke Cage, right? No. You, know, you had whole cultures watching that show. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so there's Luke Cage. Oh, well, real quick, because I brought up the Thor thing. Did you guys see those pictures uh, that came out with Entertainment Weekly? Yes, uh, I saw the, the cover and I hate it. You know this, and this was the one of the. They've sort of kept Thor under wraps for the most part from the, the general public on you know what was going on with it and what it looked like, and so this was sort of the big debut uh, of you know as a new look to Thor. And it, to me, if you really look at it, it looks aesthetically totally different. You know, there's a lot more colors in this. Uh, you, you can see a lot of like pinks and purples, uh, fluorescent type of colors and things of that. And even like the you know the stuff he's holding was. Like a, the shield had a different color he had in his hand. He does not have his hammer, uh, and stuff I've heard from other people talking about this movie. It's supposed to be tonally different from the other movies as well. They got a, a director here that is not going to make it like the other two movies at all. Like they're going in a whole different direction, and I'm very curious to see how people take to that. Uh, just going by the pictures, I can see that everybody is not. Not a unanimous. Oh, this looks awesome. There's some people that oh, it looks cool. Some people, like you said, Mark, that they hate it. So I'm very curious to see what other people's takes are. And Pooh, what did you think of the pictures? Um, all I can say is um, Tessa Thompson. I tip my hat. That's a beautiful woman. Yes, she is. Yes, she. Yeah. Is. Uh, the Thor. I, I don't really care for his new look with the the, the short. Um, hair, I understand. Oh, you know, in the comic books, they've actually been having short hair for a while. Yeah, but we're talking live action, and I'm not feeling that. And uh, Hilla, she's all right. But for the, uh, some of the other pictures I saw, I'm I'm gonna hold out of hope because um, I think this is gonna be uh, somewhat inspired by uh, Planet Hawk. So I don't care about uh, what the what the pictures look like. Uh, as long as we don't get uh, uh, the, what was it, X- X-Men Apocalypse level bad, I'm willing to give it a wait and see. All right, Sean Hill, did you see any of the uh, imagery? I, I did, and uh, I was surprised, and I, and I don't know the reason, I don't know the character, but I was surprised at seeing the, the short hair. At first, I... I thought maybe it was just them catching him out of the the uh, makeup or something, but apparently that's going to be his new look. Um, I gotta say though, for me, Thor has been like the worst of the of the Marvel of of the Marvel superhero movies. Uh, so anything that they do to you know to improve it uh, would will, would definitely get the thumbs up for me. You know. Again, you know, me wait and see. So hopefully, it'll be good. But you know, for now, I'm I'm very skeptical about this this new look and just wondering, you know, wondering how it's going to be explained and and all of that. So we'll we'll see. All right. Yeah. It almost kind of reminds me of like it looks like it's more geared toward Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Uh, yeah, it looks imagery. more more. It looks more modern, if that makes sense. You know. Mm. It just, it looks like, you know, hey, I've, I've gotten a makeover. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see that. Now, that movie doesn't... Does that come out this year? I don't I think... Yeah, it comes out in November. November, Probably okay. November. Yeah, right. so why does it get a cover of Entertainment Weekly now? Oh, man, they started got a, the buzz, Yeah, started up, yeah. Damn. Well, I think... Well, then the other one they the other one they have is uh, Guardians, which they've already started the machine on that. 
And Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. This is the only one that's coming out this year. This is the first time we've actually heard an official, you know, shown something. They haven't shown a trailer, so they had to get it started uh, with that. All right. Um, let's let's get off of movies here. I want to change gears. Big change here. I want to talk about something uh, different here. I want to talk about Sierra and Russell Wilson and Future. Wasn't she in a car wreck this morning? I think that happened no, that was earlier this couple week. A couple days ago. A couple days ago. Okay. Says, they said she's okay, which that's right, good. good. You know, she's pregnant, very much pregnant, and that's not good. But uh, as everyone probably seen, there was uh, these pictures that came out of Sierra. And one picture in particular uh, <laughs> with her and their baby. I think the baby's name is Future as well. Baby Future. Baby Future. And he's naked. Uh, Sierra, I think at least she's topless, if I, from what I remember. And then, and she's embracing her child. And then behind them, we are to assume that that's Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. You can't see his head. It's weird how, you know, his head is like on her butt maybe or something. <laughs> I, you know, and he's got his <laughs> arms around. And we are to assume that, again, I don't know if he's bottomless but the assumption is that he would be naked as well he doesn't have anything on the top and they're Eel. and they're embracing um and it was a very very controversial uh picture now and i say it, it it went big because now obviously you know uh, not obviously but russell wilson plays for uh the seattle seahawks which is my hometown and he's very obviously very popular uh locally as well and now that Sierra actually lives here uh, now, too, since they're married. So you hear a lot of the uh, local news programs, talk radio that I listen to. They, they, they'll talk about them because, you know, she's with the big NFL player. He's a big guy in town. But that day that, that picture came out, it was just so interesting to me that all of these uh, local uh, liberal and right wing talk shows were going in, you know. Uh, I was like, man, they, they could, and it's funny because they can't really say her name right. They call it, uh, God, what do they say? They don't say Sierra. They say like Sarah. Sarah. Or, or, you know, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? But they were like, what is this? This picture is crazy, you know? Um, and I was like, and and I saw it on the timelines and it was, you know, it was on Boss Up and of course Black Twitter and all that. And I was like, man, this thing really got some legs on it. And I was paying attention to it. So I really started looking into it. And on one hand, you have people that say, you know what, this is a very loving, artistic type of picture. Um, what was the magazine that this picture is actually from? It's from a photo shoot. Um, somebody look that up for me, if you don't mind. Um, so it's from a po- very popular magazine that they took the picture for, that they released it. And I think she put it on her Instagram. But then on the other hand, you have those who would say, you know, this is very odd and maybe inappropriate imagery for a child to be a part of. I'm going to give you my quick take on this. Harper's Bazaar. Harper's Bazaar. Okay. So so this is done. This is done for money. I mean, that's why they take these provocative pictures to get you to talk about it and probably buy the book or put their brand out there. But I, I say this, I have a problem with it. I have a problem with it because I don't think it's appropriate now, again, each parent can do what they want. They have to judge what is right for their family. I just personally don't think a child, that little boy, this is appropriate for him to be 
sort of the face of this because it's going to catch a lot of flack. I just saw that Ellen DeGeneres, she put out a spoof picture where it's her back there behind Russell. You know, and I'm like, see, they're, they're clowning on this. Now, Sierra and Russell can probably handle being clowned on. But does the child, can they handle being clowned on? Like, why would you put your child in the face of all of this madness and controversy in a in a thing that could be taken in a, you know, some people may take that as a problem to, to see that picture. The other part of it is, and again, I don't know this part of it, but obviously Sierra has been in a long sort of drawn out fight sometimes with her previous baby daddy, Future, who was the father of that boy in the picture. I can only hope that she had asked him first as the exactly. co-parent that it was cool to not only have your child in this picture that's going to be all over the world, he's going to be naked, and also have my new husband be perceived to be naked behind in the picture. Now, for me personally, I would be like, hell no. It's not a good look. You're going to have, first of all, you can have our kid out here looking crazy. And second, <laughs> second, you, you got you have me out here looking like a sucker. Now, he could be a sucker. I I don't know much about him. I know he's got a lot of fuckery going on, too. Be but it just, on on surface, it just raises too many questions. And I question, like, why do this? Is it just for the attention and to build your brand as a, I don't know if she still does music or her modeling or whatever? But why does the kids got to be involved? And you, you're, you're, you know, you want to be like on that Kardashian level of, you know, brand media recognition. It, it just it boggles my mind. That, so that's my take on it. Uh, Big sexy man, what did you think about that picture? Oh no, no, uh, last real quick. I'm sorry that I want to say this. Who's the equivalent to Russell Wilson? Was it be like a Tom Brady or something like that? No. Well, no, I mean, no. I mean, not 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 Maybe stats, not stats for stats, but I'm yeah, terms, Eli Manning, yeah. But in terms Manning. of, he's a captain of a team. Uh, his team won the Super Bowl. The Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Another quarterback of a is Tom Brady a quarterback? Yeah, yeah. but I think Tom Brady's on a whole. <laughs> well, I'm just right? saying, like they, they have they they play the similar positions for their teams. Okay. Tom Brady okay. may be more popular and all that, but I'm saying they are the same type of thing. Do you think that Tom Brady uh, is he married? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So I'm gonna take out. I'm gonna take out the baby mama drama part of it, just to say he that, has it though. Oh, okay. He has it. Okay, let's put. Do you, do you really think that he would have his whoever his wife, and then the child that he had with another lady, butt naked, and him be naked and put that picture out like that? Oh hell no, 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 no. absolutely not. No. <laughs> well, go ahead, Mark. I, uh, again, like you said, though, if um, if Future signed off on this, which is questionable, then so be it. But for her to just, you know, assuming that he didn't, for her to just go into business for herself like that, nah, man, that is not a good look. And there's no purpose in that. None. She's, you know, pimping her kid to further her own agenda. You know, her own brand for whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. You know, if you're a singer, go sing. But these pictures, no, nah, hell no. If I'm future, you know, I'm definitely calling CPS. 
we're having a problem here because getting some modification of visitation or something, that's not going to fly with me at all, at all. Yeah, and, and even if he did, and if he did sign off on it, he catches the L. I, I, I say then you're a oh, dumb. He definitely catches he, the L he's too. He's a dumb, yeah. dumb ass too because again. I can understand people want to pimp their kids. We, we we see that all the time. But would you? But why would you pimp them naked? Like, eh. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just drawing the line. Like, I can. Well, it's just being artistic. Yeah, but you know that the world isn't going to take it that way. And you may be able to handle the pressure of that. But is your child when he becomes 15 or 16? Listen, they're going. There's going to be some kids that are going to eat his light his ass up on these pictures. That's right. Right. And is he ready? Do you think that he's going to be ready to take about take that or want to deal with that type of pressure? It just doesn't make sense. That's what I'm like. Ah, we gotta. What are we doing? Like, ah. Anyway, but and Pooh, man, knowledge me, man. What, what's going on with this? I can't knowledge you. All I can say is, and forgive anyone listening to this that I may be friends with. What's a <laughs> Wilson is a cockle. Plain and simple, he's a cockle. He's a what? Oh, a what? A cuckold. I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, you mean a cuckold? Cuckold, whatever. <laughs> I'm not familiar with pronouncing that. Okay. Uh, okay. He's like big sexy. <laughs> you a little familiar with that term? <laughs> what does that I mean, read, guys? Okay. <laughs> what, what, what does it mean? What, is, what does that mean? It's put polite society for simp. A man that okay. would be willing to not only share his wife but be in the presence while it occurs, and just is just essentially. Let's the woman run the marriage in the bedroom and outside of the bedroom. And just looking at these pictures, I'm just like, my dude, Russell, you must don't have many more years left in the NFL because how can you go into the NFL locker room knowing you got these pictures out there? I get it. Sierra, she's a beautiful woman. She's very talented. She uh, she has her own uh, career. Uh, I don't. She. I guess she got spiritual after she dealt with fuckboy future. Uh, hopefully, but there's just some things that are okay to say no to, and this was one of them. I'm sorry. When I saw that picture and I saw his arms, the first thing came to my head was Janae Aiko's famous line: <laughs> "He gotta eat the booty like groceries." Hilarious. And I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just looking at this picture like, I'm like, my dude, no, no. Do you understand how cloud you are going to get? I don't know who came to Sierra and them and said, this is the picture we want to do, but they needed to have been slapped on GP. <laughs> and I know for, I, I guess I know for a fact, but I would bet every uh, everything I own that no way Future knew about this nor signed off on it. I understand. You know what? You you know, we had a child together. We we made this child. We loved each other. I get it. You moved on. But hell no. Are you taking a picture of my son naked with another man in your booty? <laughs> no. Wow. No. I know he ain't. But if you see the picture, <sighs> if you see the picture, you're just like, that just don't look right. I don't, mm. give, a da- I don't give a damn. Hell no. And by the way, I, I am a father to two beautiful kids, stepchildren. Ain't no way to God in the world. <laughs> You'll see Aunt and, and his photo. You're going to take the like picture, that. Aunt? <laughs> Maria lose her goddamn mind. She asked me to take a pregnancy picture with Caden in her arms, butt ass naked, and me hooked up. 
Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. OG, wow. OG, from one man to another. Yeah. Bro, I'm not doing that to your child. No. That's what I'm no. trying to understand. What is Russell? I will do it if you want. That's a no. No, you know what? I think no. Russell's Russell Simmons, Russell Wilson, he might be in that sunken place. Maybe he's been like <laughs> brain wiped by Sierra or something, man. Because he, I'm not, I, I don't understand how he moves in terms no, of like it? you know, just this whole thing. And this is like the the the, the, the camel. What did they say? Broke the camel's back or something? I'm like, bruh, as a man, like. That's what I'm saying. I, I would just hope on a man level, he just, you know what? This is kind of weird. Let me holler at old boy first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me call him up and show him the idea before we take this. Because I know if it was me, I would want somebody to holler at me first. Like, yo, this is wild. So I'd be like, yo, future, man. Listen, you know, she wanted to do this picture. Here's a, like they do a little drawing of what it's gonna be, man. Well, even if he didn't, he said, "Listen, so your son's gonna be naked," and Future would have said, "Let me stop you right there." Yep. <laughs> Hell nah. Fuck out of here, man. What are you talking? about? Why did about? that boy need to be naked? Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about, son? You know, I, so that's why I'm like, I'm really like, that's why I question. I don't question Sierra because I'm not surprised. That's, that's how some of them get down like that. I'm just not because I'm a man, so I can only speak for men. I just question Russell Wilson because, to me, in my opinion, he has a lot to lose. You know, he's he's uh, uh, ascended to a certain level uh, in his business and his career. He's at a certain level where you really got to be on point. You know what I'm saying? If you want to talk about a brand, to me, his situation. From my understanding is he's you know he's on a higher level than these these guys are just doing little music stuff. So I just question like why get in front of why get involved in the situation. But now you taking pictures with naked kids and stuff. It's just like somebody would set him down. Just think about that, Playboy. You're taking pictures with naked children. You have to and stop he, yourself and think about what you're doing. Go ahead. And if you switch the genders on this, all oh, hell man. breaks loose. Yeah, it'll be over. It'll be a wrap, man. It'll be oh. a wrap. That's why I said, with the equivalent people in his game and his stature, are they going to be taking nude pictures or that could be perceived as funny style? It's not going to happen like that. Nobody does that, man. Like, what are you doing? I know there's people in the NFL that I'd be like, What's, this ain't good for the sport. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, just under the table, low key. Like, yo, go holler at him because what the fuck is going? On? I yeah, I understand these girls that get you tripping, but uh, no, stop it, stop that. <laughs> I think we've learned what is a greater um, hypnotizer than T. <laughs> The P, the P, right? It's got clanking, clanking of stirring of the tea. It's got to be a black woman's fortune. That's the only thing I can think of. What got okay, Tommy? <laughs> no, that, that is not. A, that's not an insult. That's a compliment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen her videos. I understand how she may, how she moves in the videos. So I can, ima- I can imagine what it's like in real life. But come on, man. Jesus Christ, oh, my bro. Where's his boys at? That's what I'm. Uh, Probably don't have. I don't know. Please, you know the boys got eliminated when he got with her. She she had them put out. 
Yeah. This what's that show with The Rock? Uh, love that show. Uh, HBO oh, Ballers. Ballers. They need to do like a spoof story on something like this. Like one of the players just get way out there <laughs> and you know taking nude pictures, and the agent is like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you can't put this picture out, man." What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, man, she said it was going. She said, hold your own nuts. Hold your nuts. Oh, no. I'm there you go. Right. It's, I'm just shocked. Like, how did he see the picture and and just really not think of eating the booties like groceries? Like, but dude. Sean Hill, dude. are you going to take that picture? No, I'm, I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. But baby, the photographer said that. Um, oh hell no! I don't know. Did he walk in? I'm like, what, what, uh, uh, what do you want me to stand? Uh, so put your head here. Okay, put your <laughs> arms around. Okay, now baby, future, uh, you get up here. Uh, she top, uh, huh? This is gonna be beautiful. <laughs> And it, you know, he's a, years a, ago. who's the photographer? Is he somebody from the culture? I guarantee you, he's not. Guarantee. Hey, I'm calling. Years ago, call it like Billy I said, Ray Cyrus did the same thing. He did. He did. He took some pictures with Miley. Miley was obviously older oh, than you know, wow. baby. But people looking at this picture like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Mm. That achy, breaking heart, boy. Hey, well, there you go. Like, I can't call it. I'm curious what you guys, the listeners, think. Is it too far? Is it art? Are we just uptight? No. I seen people. Bullshit. I say people say we're being homophobic about this. How? Uh, hey, man. They listen. <laughs> I, listen. I, I'm just being tribal. Why we got to be the ones in that type of picture at first? Why? Let the Tom Brady's and all them other. Heroes, let them do that fuckery first, and then you. Can, but why we gotta be the ones on front of? Body? Why can't they get Miley Cyrus or who's the equivalent to Sierra? Mm-hmm. Probably I, I don't know. Let, let them. Yeah, let them be on that shit. Like why? Why you gotta? Ah, I, even Beyonce, she had some pictures where she had her belly out recently, right? But she didn't have her daughter butt neck. I guarantee you, ain't gonna have blue ivy. Yeah. But naked with Jay-Z Jay in the back, yeah. that. Oh. Ain't gonna, and that's his daughter. <laughs> ain't, that ain't the next man's daughter. So come on, man, get it together. The, the photographer who took most of the pictures—I don't see the Russell, the one with Russell Wilson—but all the other pictures that she took for this shoot is Danny Brubaker, and I'm going to assume that is not in the culture. Danny. This is going to look great. <laughs> Danny, go sit down. <laughs> but hey, Harper's Bazaar, yes. they're saying bravo. They getting their money. Bravo. Right? That's all reason why they made that picture, is to be provocative and get us talking. So, Just a pawn in the game. Russell, it's time for you to be a king and not a pawn, sir. This is chess, man. St. Checkers. And she about to have his baby too. I'll mess around, Playboy. Run your pockets. But anyway, shout out to them. I'm, I'm saved. <laughs> I, I ain't talk about nobody. 
All right, man. Sierra, boy, girl, you need to quit playing. I, I mean, she ain't the. She hey. clearly not the sharpest uh, well, knife in the drawer. I, I mean, don't know. Maybe she, she named she, that boy Baby Future. She running game. Hey, to me, she running game. Bravo. She know how to bag them. <laughs> I know her girlfriends are her old the school girl. Oh man, I, you want me <laughs> national out here on the boat with mine? Uh, I know, I know her old school ATO homegirls is probably like, girl, you got them all right now. <laughs> got them. So, anyway, let me stop. All right. And the thing is, okay. it's not like Russell Wilson is, you know, a NFL quarterback, a Super Bowl quarterback. So it's not like he doesn't have access to uh, other things. But so to to be all just whipped and be a part of this bullshit. Wow. Hey, hey, he's I don't fine. Know, he guess he's fine with it. I guess we gotta be fine with it. Uh, not, he gotta be fine. With yeah, it. He, he can be fine with it because he's a simp. <laughs> you know, it's all about future in this in this you know context. Future is a piece of work too. Though. Let me be clear. From what I read, future is a piece of work. But hey, it is. Sierra weird. knew that when she uh, made that baby. So there you go. I ain't got no sympathy for her. True. True enough. All right, uh, let's see what else can we get into here. We have a few more minutes to chop it up with the family. Oh, man, we got to talk about real quick uh, Big Worm, Big Perm. <laughs> Phase on Love. A video uh, surfaced of him giving somebody the work, a, a, a lesson, a, a, a boys to men learning moment at an airport. Was that the LA airport? I can't remember where that was at. But he was uh, he got into it with I guess a valet Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. And man, when you say he dragged this cat, it's like a rag doll slamming him, <laughs> got in his ass. And you didn't really know what was going on though, because you couldn't hear anything. But then I think another video came out where you could hear some stuff. But after this, and he got arrested, and hopefully he didn't get like a federal charge or something, because you can't be playing around in an airport. Uh, assault or something like that but he came out with a video saying i guess what happened was he was trying to rent a car or something and he got into it with the guy there at the, the rental desk and the guy said something like uh he would put hands on Faison. you know Faison's he he like our age he's probably you know 40s or something like that he's a grown man and he's talking to a you know a, a younger dude and he's like kind of basically saying yo my man like you better fall back. Yeah, dude. <laughs> slow down, now. I'm not. I'm not playing no games, man. And I guess he says allegedly the guy tried to spit on or spit at him and miss. Now, for anybody who knows anything from a man, from uh, as a man, you spitting on a a person to me is one of the highest levels of disrespect. So, all hell can break loose, and that for some for some men it doesn't matter who does it, men or women. You know, if you're a woman, for some men, spitting on them would sort of move you into the man category and you're going to get what's coming to you. Not saying I agree nor disagree with that. I'm just giving you the synopsis of the the situation. Don't start none, won't be none. There you go. He smacked me and I smack you back. Shout out to Rakim. (laughs) So in this case, another younger man spitting on him and he probably was the last. He's the wrong one. For you to be spitting on, and as you saw in that video, and as he says in his explanation, I had to whoop his ass. He deserved to get his ass whooped and learn a lesson. And I, I, I would say is, I agree 100%, man. Like, 
some people don't understand your actions will have consequences. And he got, hey, he got dealt with, as as Big Sexy would say. Uh, what do you think about that? Sean Hill, man, what do you think about that situation? Um, you know, I saw the video and, you know, hey, dude, dude deserved it. You know, I, I typically don't uh, condone this, this kind of activity. But in this case, yeah, he <laughs> he got what he, he deserved. Faison dealt with him and, you know. Uh, now, now I did hear. I, I, I thought I heard that Faison either was was arrested or something, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. I hope not, because he he definitely don't deserve it for sure. Yeah, big sexy. What would you have done in that situation? You know, it's easy to say to stand here as you know an educated man and an attorney and all that, and sound handle things differently. Mm-hmm. But the minute a loogie flies my direction, mm-hmm. we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. We got a problem. You know, I'm a, that's a beating he's going to take. And then I become lawyer again, and I, and I sue the fucking company. Mm. Hell no. Everybody's got to go down on this one. So, no. And the longer it's in the press, the more I'm going to ask for it in damages, because this is some bullshit. Yeah, man. That's. I mean, what, what would possess this knucklehead? Because Faison is not a small man. Mm-mm. So, why do you break bad and think you're going to get away with this shit. How can you think this is going to end any other way than how it did? Yeah, and even if you take the, the ass whooping out of it, you are in the service. This is your job. You're here to yeah, serve Yeah, you're fired people. at the very least. Why man. would you think the spit? Like, because there was no hands put on anybody before that. It's just words. And, I mean, I don't know what Faison could have said or what you think some disrespect that fact that you would spit on somebody. That's just, again, that's the highest level of disrespect. And then the fact that you're on your job at, with a customer spitting on somebody just seems like that person's mindset was so crazy to think that that's okay in any situation, let alone being at your job place. Like, you know, that's immediately you're fired on the least Right, like, what are you doing? That's why I'm. This month, you just spit on somebody. What are you doing? <laughs> Fuck, are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. that's the minimum. Yeah, I'm like, what? What the hell is going on? And you're in an airport. <laughs> so I'm like, I was like, wow, this the audacity of all of that is. is I can't even comprehend that. Uh, and Pooh, what did you think about it? Well, it's definitely not keeping it gangster. I mean. Who spits in 2017? <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that's true. some bitch shit, right that's there. True. Like, if you, if you're gonna be mad enough to talk about what you're gonna do, put them hands on him. That's right. Go ahead, put your hands up and do it. Yeah, spitting. Like, yeah. Uh, I wish that Face on Love had handled himself a little bit more decorum because I feel like this probably opens himself up to um, civil, which I hope it doesn't, because. I'm sorry, spitting. You deserve whatever you whatever happens after you spit on someone. You take that L. Unfortunately, people can't take L's in 2017. Um, oh, my guns. But oh, wow. <laughs> man, you, you just <laughs> my man's making this list now. Uh, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get these narrows, <laughs> Bitch, mate. <laughs> But and then on top of that is like this could, I, I know that um, Face on Love hasn't been in a lot of projects lately. But I mean, damn, he definitely addition. don't need this. He was a new addition. He's coming okay, off of a high. A, and I'm not just, I, I liked it. 
but no disrespect, that was a made-for-TV film, and you know, it was major. Re- in the yeah, culture, that was major. I, and I agree with that. I'm just saying, you know, like more big budget films. I mean, I'm not gonna turn. I mean, he probably he made a, a good chunk of change, but twenty five to seventy five thousand if he was lucky. But I'm talking about he did a, a couples retreat. I'm sure he got a couple hundred thousand off of that. So I'm just saying, you know, I I hate that you know he got baited, and this might cost him some future roles or future uh, that's projects. That's that's what I'm saying, but. I'm not mad that he did it. I just wish, like, damn, you know, he might have a couple more uh, projects that he could have got that. Now they may be looking at it, oh, no, we don't want to mess with him. That He a hothead. What if uh, catering don't have the right donuts or something? No, 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 no. Nah, he was spit on. He's a hothead at all. Yeah, he nah, was he got spit, spit on. on him. That's yeah. it. And he dealt with it. A reasonable but, sort of action to do when somebody's spitting was, on uh, you. Yeah, he was arrested, though, later on. Um, I'm reading the article here. Um, Faison Love was arrested following an incident at an airport in Columbus and now faces assault charges. Uh, he appeared in Franklin County Municipal Court, I guess that's in uh, Columbus, Ohio, uh, Wednesday and was charged with assault. He pleaded not guilty and was released on $2,000 bond. That, that don't seem like a, oh, he probably had that in his, in his, in his pocket. Uh, if convicted, Love could face up to six months in jail and a thousand dollar fine. And he's probably not going to do no jail time, I would imagine. I got it. But I mean, to not me, he, he came off as a, a righteous situation. I, I, I don't, I don't think it was anything anybody said. Oh man, he's some hot hair. That, hey, when you when you hear about, I think before we heard what was going on, it looked like whoa, what what set him off? You know, this guy's crazy. But I think once you hear the explanation, it's like okay. Yeah, he right. <laughs> he ain't lying. <laughs> you know, but uh, hey, if Chris Brown can get away <laughs> with all of that foolishness and be in, he at the top, free. this ain't nothing. Yeah, it is true. So, if R. Kelly's peeing on me, <laughs> stop, okay. his, stop his career. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to Big Worm. You're the wrong one, boy. I, I guarantee you from anybody going forward, they're going to think twice messing around with him because, man, he, he had that kid like a rag dog. He was slamming shit out of him. I know that dude, he got fired. I'm sure that dude got fired. But he can't show his face, man. Hell no. I'm like, I sure. mean, I'm just saying, as a man, that's got to be demoralizing to have another man literally just pick you up and drag you around hell. And man, it's just viral. But again, you know, as a man, you need to know your limitations too. <laughs> it's like, why right. are you going to start shit with this guy who can fold you like a wallet, man? And he was talking shit, talking about I'll put hands on. Like, mm. Nigga, you out your mind? <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got to give uh, Worm props because I didn't expect him to have that type of speed and agility for a big man, but he Wrong. moved around and got swooped him up with a quickness. Having a loogie fly in your direction will make that happen. Yeah, that adrenaline to kick in. Like I know he was like, "Nigga, did you just?" And <laughs> <laughs> went ballistic, man. You see, he went ballistic on that motherfucker. I mean, he was probably shocked. But anyway, uh, let's see. We got a few more minutes. Uh, let's let's go finish off something that we talked about in the last show, and we got a little. Somewhat of a closure, I guess, to this now. Uh, quickly, the, the, the Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj uh, rap battle, if you will. Uh, so at this point, uh, 
couple things have happened. Uh, Remy Ma's song Sheether uh, is being pulled, was pulled off of SoundCloud and uh, something else, and it's taken away from radio. And apparently, oh, she, I ain't with that. And she can't censorship. I ain't with it. Well, she can't. It's not censorship. She can't, uh, and she can't perform the song live. Um, some people thought it was Nas who may have had something to do with this because she's rapping over the, an instrument of, of one of his songs, Ether. But Nas has come forward, according to TMZ, and said, I ain't, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Matter of fact, <laughs> I think that this is great that you know they can battle like this. He says Universal Music, uh, who actually owns wow. the they, they actually own the record. They're, yeah. She never cleared the song with them. So they were like, well, if we're not getting paid rip this shit down and I guess they left it on iTunes I would imagine they're probably thinking well shit is selling so we will go after her probably for the money or, or we're going to get that money from iTunes but that's the reason why the song is being pulled because she never went to the proper channels to clear it because she's basically sampling using somebody else's music well, yep. she's going to have to okay. pay for a, a rap battle song <laughs> that's just this is wrong <laughs> Well, I thought it was more so like a mixtape release. Well, no, it was on I iTunes. She was selling it. It was on iTunes wow. for sale. And it was like, it charted high. I think it was number one, number two. So that brought it to their attention. Like, whoa, what the fuck is this? We ain't getting, where's our money? <laughs> so that's why that sort of fell back. But then the other thing that happened is, uh, so Nicki Minaj, I think it's, I think we're like two weeks later. She's, <laughs> she's finally come with a song, actually three songs. Uh, one of the songs in particular is called No Frauds, which features Drake and Lil Wayne, which are, she's a part of their whole crew or whatever. And on that song, I haven't heard the song, but on that song, apparently she has some uh, verses that are geared toward Remy Ma. But some people are calling foul because it's more of a like a regular hit type of song or a song where she just happens to be talking about Remy Ma on it. She does not directly like making a diss track to address Remy Ma. And some people say, and I agree, that's not the same thing as doing a battle song against another rapper. You know, you're to me, that is like, let me go get the arguably two of the hottest rappers in the game uh, on a song. That's going to be a hit song anyway. And let me jump on this. I would question maybe that song had already been made before. And she just throwing them verses on there. But that ain't, to me, an answer back to your skills and, and what's being said. So I, I would call foul on it personally. Is it a hit song? Probably. Yeah. You know, there's no question. But it was never about hit songs. In my opinion. Uh, Ampu, what do you think about this? I will give her, I, I will give Nikki some props. Cause she has some pretty good jabs in there. I ain't gonna even lie. She had a, she had some pretty good jabs. Shout out to Rocker Bash. He he got back like, man, what's the point of throwing jabs after the fight's over? Cause you had a second round TKO. <laughs> so, so I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, I have to agree. You cannot. This is this. What part of the game is this? You cannot put together a response battle disc with features. What kind, what, what kind of fuckery is this? Well, Tupac did it. I mean, not saying that that's hmm? good. But all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. There's your one, Tupac. 
What song is this? What song is this? Hit him up. Hit him up. One of the greatest ever hit. Tupac said, I'm going to let my bitch make, you know, my homies ride on you. You ain't even on my list. Yeah, but these are nobody. With respect to the, you know, with respect to, to those guys, they are not on the level of the top rappers of the game. That's just your boys. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's not like he got Ice Cube and Snoop. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> had he had uh, uh, Ray Ray and Earl yeah. come over and give him some sign. <laughs> and to be fair, it's not like. And my other thing is, it's not like he brought two people on his track that were bigger than him, which Drake and Wayne clearly are bigger stars than Nicki. They're helping her out more than she's helping them out, which was the case with Tupac. So, yeah, yeah, Tupac did it. That's the one. But, I mean, come on, it was the outlaws. Nobody was really checking for them. And she and ain't Tupac. Tupac did his thing. On he did his thing. He was all up and throughout there firing shots. So I'm 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 gonna give him a pat. He gets a pat. Of course, one is two pot. Two is one of the greatest diss tracks ever. But well, yeah, Nikki. No, Nikki. I said one of one of. It is one of. You can't deny that. No, no. Nikki, it's probably not three. Nikki, on the other hand, come on, man, come on. And then she puts out. I'm giving you 72 hours to come up with a number one hit. A number one. Chop <sighs> chop. It ain't about hits. It, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with. I mean, it ain't about. Yeah, if you want to start a battle about, but yeah, I guess like, hey man, I don't consider well, you know, her a, a rapper, rapper like that anyway. So I'm not necessarily surprised. It just goes to show that she's not, in my opinion, she's not a battle rapper, or she is not one of these mainstream rappers that can jump into that arena and function, as opposed to like. Uh, or even Drake, for that matter, or like an Eminem or something. He is a top rapper, but at the same point, he'll rap your ass off. Like he, if you want to go at him, you better come with your A game because he can actually really rap, not just. He's make waiting it. for someone to. to oh, right, to yeah, no, and then I he's not going to address. But at the same point, and she kind of she tried to compare herself to Jay and Oz and saying like, "Well, it took these guys out so long to respond," and sort of insinuating that some of them don't even pay attention to some of these people that are coming at them which may be true but you're not on their level first of all you don't have the pedigree that they would have in the respect in the skill level that you could do something like that so that's out the window and two it's 2017 the fact that it may have took Nas six months or whatever or whatever three months to, to respond you can't do that now like if you have to respond quickly this is not the same game as 10 years ago like the, well, the media cycle and the, the the Twitter and all of that stuff, you have to come quick. And the, well, the thing about the whole that took them time to respond, it was a different industry where you just couldn't put out a single like that. You you had to be strategic and put it on an album to get your money. Not only are you going at an artist, but you're supposed to be getting paid for it. Yeah, but, but in today know, that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, in 2017 you can put a single out like Nicki just proved, like Remy just proved, and sell it on iTunes and Spotify. Well, not about Spotify, but you can sell it and get paid for it. So that's 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 bull. That's bull. Well, my my favorite rap battle from back in the day was was LL and Kumo D, and them cats went at it like subtly if at first before they you know before they put it on wax. Uh, LL started with I'm the 
what baddest rapper in the history of rap itself, which Kumo D took exception to. Then Kumo D put the his Kango up under his Jeep on the album cover. How you like me now? Um, but then you know, say what you want about Mo D. I mean, he he's he's a great rapper, but LL, I don't know. Basically, he he got LL. I mean, it, just with uh, with that song "Let's Go." I don't know if you guys remember that one, mm-hmm. where he broke down all the L's. Uh, now LL stands for. Let me see if I remember it. Uh, lower level, uh, lackluster, limp, lover, lousy, lame, lethargic, lazy, lemon, little logic, lucky, leech, liver, lipped. Uh, damn. Yeah, I mean, he just <laughs> he just went in on them. I mean, went in. Cats was on, going on at him, LL then, back then. I, I remember Ice T was then, going at him. Yeah, Ice T. LL came back with uh, "To the Break of Dawn," which is a dope mm-hmm, cut, mm-hmm. and then Kumo D came back with "Death Blow," which was another <laughs> dope, dope cut, you know. But you know these these battles never, you know, they never got you know bloody or you know like you know Tupac and Biggie. But you know it was just it was fun, you know, like y'all say for the for the culture, you know, fun, you know. Well, yeah, Tupac nah, and Biggie wasn't the culture. That was some yeah, wanna be gangster shit. shit. Yeah, I mean, Tupac blaming Biggie for getting shot. Uh, shouldn't I blaming Puff for his man getting shot? So that that just happened to go to the culture, but that ain't had nothing to do with the culture. Yeah, and nah, I mean, you know, but again, uh, I guess it just goes. It, it, I think it will happen with this is that. You know, Remy Ma, not Remy Ma, but Nicki Minaj is probably more insulated and a part of the business aspect of it where she can continue on. And for some, we may not remember it as much. I think in terms of hip hop circles, it will be remembered like, well, you you had a little battle. She got you. She kind of got you on terms of bars, but you are more successful than her. And that's that is what it is, um, and we've. I'm trying to think. We've probably had. I kind of think to me in Kumo D's. That's the sort of same thing. I could agree with Sean. Like Kumo D probably did get LL, but again, then again, LL is a part or was a really a big part of the industry, Def Jam and that whole thing. And then LL dropped one of the greatest albums in the game. You know, Mama said knock you out and all that. So. Regardless of him getting blasted by Kumo D, which feature to the break break of dawn, another disc. Well, right, actually, uh, break of dawn was on uh, House Party first. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, like, and so you forget about whatever that. Uh, yeah, that that was a battle, but obviously, LL goes on to be an icon. Uh, yeah, no, 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 it doesn't doubt, not no going to stop his sort of system. And then LL battles other people, like he shut well, cannabis, you know. You know, that was a classic that was, uh, ass whooping. It, it, it's a shame that in 2017, there's going to be a generation of uh, kids and young adults that have no idea with the, the amount of work LL put into hip hop. Let me ask you guys this, and I'm going to you know show my lack of rap knowledge, so I apologize now. When you said the song on um, "To the Break of Dawn" is on the House Party soundtrack, is that the one where uh, Full Force is doing that rap? On and on, you break it down. Say hot butter. Say <laughs> not, not that song, but from the movie and the sound, same soundtrack. And, and no, <laughs> that what he's doing. That's in the second movie. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, it's about the, the original movie. Yeah, that break it down is on that soundtrack, which is a good. There's some good songs on that soundtrack. But uh, he get who he, he gets uh, Ice T and Modi. Who else does he get in that track? There's uh, there's three verses, right? 
Is he talking about Hammer? He was going at Hammer. Hammer, 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 Hammer. Yeah, was yeah Hammer. my old gym teacher ain't supposed to rap. Was that who he was talking about? Yeah. That was, a, that was yeah. a three verses, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he ate them all up to me. Like, I was like, God yeah. damn. He did. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was, I mean, no, it was got, no joke back then. Deep. But the Star Trek shades got the nerve to have the Star Trek shades on. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, he got he wanted ice, Darlene. Yeah, he was, LL was a beast back then. You'd be a fool to yeah. step to him. LL man. took he took all comers. Like you said, he took mm-hmm. cannabis, he took ice, and you know, I, I don't even remember a, a disc record. Ice T did did tour. Oh, no. Uh, it was on like the power album. He was kind of going at him on different songs. What was I think that this, song? I'm your pusher. He's yeah, I mean, push it. Yeah, that's the song he did against LL. Well, not really a song, but he did like a verse or something. Yeah. And, and this is why, and I'm not throwing any shade at our podcast Jews um, oh. panelist Q. This is why I disagree with um, the disparaging remarks said about this whole incident and that battle rap is about the culture. I mean, you look at, like I said, you, you look at what LL went through. That made him a better rapper, and it sold units, and it elevated hip hop. Now, unfortunately, yep. this isn't going to elevate hip hop because one person is <laughs> is choosing to walk away because because she doesn't want to expose her whackness. But again, it's 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 sparking interest. I mean, who knows who is who now has a uh, wants to get into hip hop because this started, and how can I oh, how can I be bad, especially you know, if it stays I- on wax. All right. Well, so I I listened to that show because I wasn't I wasn't on that show, but um, you know I I think he has a little point as far as you know it, it's 2017. You know and back then what was what 86 87 when when Modi and and um, LL were going at it and and you and you always got the sense that it wasn't it wasn't hateful it wasn't disrespectful so you know so to speak but now it's it, it's it, it is both it's just yeah, now like, chill now yeah yeah well, <laughs> no, it, it depends again if you look at those rap battles that they still currently have the talk is highly disrespectful but no one gets into fights i mean the whole point of it is well can you come up with something slick enough to say when it's your round to go you know, I think you know. We, obviously, we had a very big rap battle last was last year. Meek Mill and Drake. And Drake, yeah. Drake, arguably the hottest. Not arguably, he is the top rapper in the world. And he ate Meek Mill, Mill's ass up, and it wasn't going to be no fights or nothing. Uh, you know, Meek caught it ill, and he just had to take that. And he had his answer back. It didn't really work out, <laughs> but it wasn't no fight, <laughs> violence or nothing. It was hip hop. Yeah. Both of them did it for hip hop, and it was like, okay, cool, next. Well, so let me ask you guys this. I'm glad you mentioned the Meek Mill thing. Um, <laughs> I just love it when you mention the name. You say it with such contempt that you... <laughs> wait, wait. I have no contempt for Meek Mill. I have no idea who he is. But that, you know, that's, that's to be fair, I'm kind of I'm jealous of Meek Mill. I mean, hey, he had Nikki for a couple of years. I love my, my wife. Good answer. Oh. My question is this. You know... Drake, I've heard of. Uh, Nicki Minaj, I've heard of. So when somebody like Meek Mill or uh, Remy, whatever, you know, calls them out on a battle rap, it's like, why would the person with the you know the notoriety? Why are they even acknowledge, you know, someone not on their level? Well, to to be fair, Remy Ma 
I, I would say it's slightly below Nikki's level. Remy Ma, That's to, not me, slightly. to me, I mean, well, I mean, as far as sales and, right. and notoriety, I think Nikki's definitely is more known to the mainstream audience than uh, Remy Ma. But to me, Remy Ma is so far ahead of Meek Mill, where Meek Mill going at Drake, people are like, that, need, that dude needs to know his role. Remy Ma going at Nikki, you're like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, hey, they're, they're right there. I mean, Remy Ma just had a uh, hit song with All the Way Up. That was the song of the summer of 2016. Right. Real quick, let me, let me build on that, and then we're going to have to end this, unfortunately. Uh, to answer more what you're saying, too, is it's, it would be like, uh, it was like when people were going at Hammer. You know, people in rap and hip-hop thought Rammer, Hammer was not on the same level of, let's say, Rakim or, oh, of course not. or you know, uh, Big Daddy Kane or some of the contemporaries of that time. But to the mainstream audience, Hammer was the man. He, he was a pop star. So, to, you know, so to go back to your question, you know, Nicki Minaj is a pop star, you know. Uh, but she's also a pop star who is a rapper and came up through hip hop. So she's got two audiences to answer for. One audience, her mainstream audience, has no clue who Remy Ma is, doesn't care. But the other audience that she's a part of, they know. And to them, it doesn't matter who sells the most. They want to know who's the best rapper. So that's why she would be pressured to answer somebody like that. And she has to make a choice to say, well, which career, I mean, which audience am I going to answer to? Some people can answer to both and get respected, which I said earlier, like an Eminem. He can be a top rapper in the world. If the right rapper comes to him with some talking greasy shit, yes, Eminem will light your ass up. Mainstream audience might not even know who he's talking to because that person don't sell on records. But the rap industry and the rap community would know. They'd be like, whoa, okay, this even solidifies why this guy is the best. Same with uh, Jay-Z or something. There's a lot of people that go at Jay-Z that he doesn't pay no attention to because he's like, I don't have to. But he's paid the dues like an Eminem or somebody to know like it ain't even worth his time. He would eat you up. Even us as fans don't even need to hear his response because you ain't even worthy to even speak to him. You're whack. Like you can't even convince the listeners or let alone convince him that we don't even want to hear his response because it's a waste of his time. So for Nicki Minaj, yeah, those people that are not in that game, like like you would not, you're like, okay, I've heard of her, but why would she answer it? That's why she would sort of be pressured to answer. I think in this situation, she tried to go that other route and they weren't having it. And it didn't really work because the audience that she really sort of speaks to it ain't necessarily mainstream because the you know the music is so different now it's all niched down so you're not answering people that's in your lane they're going to hold you accountable to it she's trying to fall back on if this was probably 10 years ago what she's doing now would be yeah she no one would say nothing but it's not 10 years ago so you throwing out these little numbers and stuff that don't mean nothing to nobody <laughs> like uh, that don't mean shit uh, so what uh, you're, you're not you're not uh, Adele or Beyonce, so you can't use that excuse. You you ain't no different than them. So that's kind of what that was about. And I hate to do it, but we got to cut this off, man, because I'm past my time, unfortunately. Maybe we'll continue this this discussion of these two rap I'm, titans at another I'm time. I'm sure we get a response. We get a response track from Q. And <laughs> shout out to Q. I'm not calling you. All right. Before we get out of here, I'll let you know where you can find us. Big Sexy, where can I find you? 
Uh, Mark Wiggins on Facebook, Big Sexy Sack on Twitter, and I would say on my Grammy page, but that is not open to the public yet. All right. And Pooh, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Pooh. And uh, yeah, GDC was dope, and I'm looking forward to the next conference. Mr. Sean Hill. All right, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Hill Street Views, uh, Facebook, Sean Hill, and uh, Real Movie Talk, and the blog, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com, reviews of King Kong, uh, the trailer of The uh, Fate of the Furious, and I uh, got some Prince-related stuff on there, too. Uh, I'm not saying this just be nasty, The Legacy of 1999, and coming uh, at the end of this month will be uh, a reissue, so to speak, of... Uh, Parade uh, album review and uh, Sign of the Times uh, retrospective 30th year anniversary of that record this year. So, gonna okay. take a look back. 30 years. All oh, right. I'm sorry. We, 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 we got to keep it moving. Right. Uh, so, there you go. You can find us there. And also, you can find us on podcastjuice.net. Always check us out. And again, if you want to be a producer of the show, or just want to support the show, go to the website, donate, sign up for a reoccurring, also sign up for podcast juice all access. My name is Michael Dean. Hey, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.